0: Good evening all. Welcome to episode five of the Carnegie Harriers podcast. Um, You wouldn't believe this, but I'm actually sitting in my car outside my place of work recording this introduction to this week's episode. Um, It's hard to try and get a bit of peace and quiet sometimes in my house. Um, So I'm at work five minutes earlier and here I am. Um, My special guest this week is Alan Murray. Um, There's a few technical glitches within the uh, podcast this week. Um, Again, uh a wee bit like how I had the problems with zoo um, apologies for that, I've taken most of it out in, in as much as I can um, but I have left in a couple of the technical errors further in because they were so itsy bitsy it was hardly worth um redoing um, so I, I've just left them in there a couple of names have been edited out as well um, for obvious reasons for those of you who are Um, more established members of the club. For those of you who are newer members, um, it's irrelevant, forget it, move on. Um, So that's that, really. Um, How's my week been? Well, two weeks, it's been two weeks since the last one. Not bad. Uh, We are getting there. I think I managed to churn out about 25 miles last week, which is something of a record. Um, The most since about... uh, June or something this year. So all is going well and I'm really glad to report that. Um, Special mention to everyone again who is taking part in the virtual Grand Prix. Well done all of you. Uh, I hope you're enjoying it and um, doing it for a bit of fun and not breaking yourself in the process. Um, So here we go then with uh, Alan Murray and I hope you enjoy listening. Cheers guys. Hi, Alan. Welcome to
1: the podcast. How are you? I'm absolutely fantastic. Just a bit cold. Just just back from a run. How was was your run tonight? tonight?
0: What were you doing tonight?
1: Um, Recoveries tonight. Right. So we did the hard training last night, um, and uh, I picked my daughter up from taekwondo on a Tuesday night. So I just squeezed in a recovery run. Just ran around the park, dodging um, dogs, um, kids setting off fireworks, and the uh, train inside out crowd that had taken over the middle section, but apart from that, it was great. Aye, good.
0: Um, what's your week look like then? This week? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's
1: like every other week just now, isn't it? I mean, I, I, I keep meeting people that I've not seen for, a, you know, for a few weeks or a few months, and they say, how are you doing, what have you been up to? And it's like, like everyone else, working, <laughs> eating, picking up the kids, running, and that's about it, really.
0: Mm-hmm. It'd be
1: great to say, I've been to a restaurant or a concert or the theatre or got drunk or went on a holiday but I haven't like everyone else so it's just the usual but I, I think I'm coping with it okay though I think it's yeah uh, it's what you make of it well yeah, I,
0: so, and I think um, I think because we, um, we're all in the same position I think we've just got to go with it it's not yeah, like everybody else is away out enjoying themselves and just stuck home. no one. and that
1: would be that would be bad wouldn't it that yeah. would be bad yeah definitely that
0: would,
1: that would that would really that would really annoy me yeah
0: where are you right now with your running then
1: that's a good question, actually. Um, I actually feel pretty good. Although, mm-hmm. strangely enough, my, my recovery runs seem to be getting really slow. But maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's just a natural thing. Um, I think maybe I'm you that actually... you're
0: working hard in your training then. And... Well,
1: let's hope so. I think, yeah. I think the, Um. I mean, I, I, must admit, I, had a, I had a massive, not a panic, but I was just really worried that during lockdown I'd become really unfit uh, and just lose all that momentum I've built up over the last number of years, even the last seven or eight years, really. Mm-hmm. But I think um, I think I've kept it going through uh, self motivation, and then the club activities have been have been awesome just to keep just to keep me motivated and really trying to push it. Um, so actually, I don't think I'm in too bad a place. I don't think I've lost too much fitness over lockdown, if I'm being honest. Yeah. But obviously, um, the proof will be in the pudding when we get back to racing and see what the, and see what the uh, see what the times
0: look like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what have you missed out on this year then? Was there any big specific plans that you had for racing?
1: Um, not well. Yeah, I had a few things. Uh, a few things lined up. I mean, I was just looking forward to doing the Grand Prix again because I love it. And I love the racing and the camaraderie that goes on with that. and pushing. I keep thinking about the times I've really pushed myself through the pain barrier to gain that extra GP point, which is just madness because it makes no difference <laughs> whatsoever. Um, I miss that. Um, but in terms of big plans, but I think my big plans this year, there were two. There was one at the start of the year and one at the end was London Marathon in April. Um, and, uh, and Glen Ogle, uh, a few weeks ago, they were my two bookended uh, races that I was really looking forward to. Um, particularly London. I've done it once before. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: when I did it before, I wasn't in decent shape. Uh, not as good a shape as I am now. So I was looking forward to giving it another crack. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, what were you going really, for then, time-wise, for
1: that? Uh, well, when I did it, for the first time in 2016, it took, it took me four hours and eight minutes. Uh, I was looking to try and do three and a half. Right. Time, I
0: yeah, which, yeah. Uh,
1: which I was going to aim for. and I think I could have done it. So I'm disappointed about that. Um, and then just really all the other races that we had lined up. We had a really awesome Grand Prix this year. Um, that's probably what I've missed the most. Just getting up on a Saturday, Sunday morning and getting the vest on and heading to Falkirk and falling in the muddle. I did do that this year, to be fair. Um, <laughs> And all the great places that we go to, the Alloa Half, Loch all the great races we had lined up. That's probably the thing that I've, I've missed the most yeah, uh, this year. Yeah. But yeah, the London was the big one. I was going to make a big weekend of that.
0: Um, so you're taking the family with you and everything. As yeah, well. take the family, yeah. do, the,
1: do the sightseeing. Um, mm-hmm. I don't do that. I don't take the family with me very often, I must admit. that they, they find running a bit boring. Um, but I would take them to London, I took them to Paris a few years ago as well, that was an awesome weekend uh, so everybody got a bit of something so it would have been a good weekend and I've got family down there as well um, which I haven't seen obviously for the obvious reasons with the pandemic mm, so that would yeah. have been part of the whole the whole, the whole package so yeah probably London and Glen Ogle are the two things that that have, that have missed the most racing wise this year um, mm-hmm. and the Grand Prix events
0: Um. How did you get into running? There is it
1: something that you did as a as a child, or is it something that you came to a bit later? Yeah, a bit of both. I'm, I'm a bit of a cliche, actually. I'm just I feel like I'm a walking cliche at the minute when I think about because I knew you'd ask me this. So I've been thinking about it for the chance to prepare. <laughs> I'm when getting used, predictable I, now with my
0: questions. I'm getting mixed no, up. No, no, no,
1: not at all, not at all. I, I used to run at school. I used to love cross country. Would you believe at school I was crap at it. Um, am I allowed to say crap on this? I don't yes, of ex- course you are, yeah.
0: yeah. An,
1: ex- an explicit banner on stuff <laughs> really bad, isn't it? Um I-, I used to do cross country at school and really liked it. And I wasn't very good at it, but I really loved just getting mucky and getting out and running and always kind of sporty at school. Never very good at anything, though, unfortunately. Um, you know, I did football, I did rugby, I did hockey, I did cross country. And I was all right at it, but never really anything that, that stood out. Um, and then, usual story, uh you know, left school, went to uni, drank, partied for 10 years, as you do, didn't do much exercise, you know, put the weight on, get unfit, you know, happens to everyone, doesn't it? Yeah. And then, get married, have kids, get even unfitter. Um, And then you just have that epiphany, don't you really, that you think I need to do something about this. I mean, I was never really unhealthy, but I wasn't particularly fit either. And, And you just think you have that epiphany, you think I need to do something about this, I started just running, just occasionally. Um, you know, I dropped my daughter off at one of our many clubs and rather than sit in the car on Facebook or whatever, I just go for a run and I really enjoyed it mm-hmm. um, Then I joined the gym again Valentine's for a few years then into gym 64 and I used to run the treadmill for hours I used to have a little sticker on it that said Do not um, stay on the treadmill for more than 20 minutes. I used to cover that with my iPhone so no one could see it All
0: right. I'd do, I'd,
1: I would do half marathons on the treadmill in the gym
0: Mm-hmm. And I'd be sweating
1: buckets, and I used to love it. I was thinking, why am I doing this indoors? So got outdoors, uh, did the running outdoors, and then, and then joined and then joined Carnegie back in 2016. So I kind of had that. The reason I say I'm a walking cliche is because I think most people have gone through that journey, or a lot of people have gone through that journey. Um, and it was when I got to about 40 that I really started getting into the running, and I bought a BMW as well. So I was definitely having that midlife crisis at that, at that point
0: seems um, to be the kind of key age, you know, you get from your saying.
1: late 30s, early 40s. That's, and what, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so the penny I, so drops. I, Exactly. So I ran when I was young, did nothing in my 20s and my 30s, and then started running again when I got into my late 30s and to my 40s. Um, I can't and, believe and you used to it. run
0: all that in the, uh, in the treadmill. I know. Would you do that I, now? Would you run that in the treadmill
1: now? I wouldn't even go in a gym now, <laughs> to be honest. I don't know. I, was, I mean, it was good at the time because it gave me the confidence that I could actually get and run.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but thinking about it, that was madness. I mean, I just sort of plugged into my headphones or watching the TV, running a half marathon. I was sweating buckets by the end of it. Yeah,
0: um, but it felt good. Yeah, I, yeah.
1: It used to give me knee problems as well, like running on that. You know, a level surface like that for whatever it was I was doing. That probably an hour and a half or whatever. Um, wasn't wasn't great. I guess
0: yes, nothing right. changes as well.
1: You've got no well, change
0: exactly. environment and no
1: change. Well, I used to undulation. Ca- occasionally, incline it, but I get fed up with that. It's too hard, and just put it back to level again. To the <laughs> um, yeah, so that's how I got into running. Uh, really, cool. just just back into it, like everyone else, and I think that's probably a fairly standard story. Um, yeah,
0: it, it seems to be one everyone. that I'm, I'm hearing uh, hearing a fair bit uh, since I started doing this um, and yeah, the podcast. So there's quite and a few people in the same
1: position. I don't know what i do without running. I really don't. Mm. If I don't run every day, I'm just, I'm crabby. I'm grumpy. Um, it's funny because it becomes such a
0: huge part of your life and like, say, I wonder what you ever
1: did before. I know, but it's, you know what? In a way, if you think about it deeply, and it, just, let's get philosophical now, <laughs> if you think about it deeply, it's actually not very healthy <laughs> because it's an addiction. Yeah. And the fact that it's a healthy addiction seems to make it acceptable. But some of the things I have to do to get out for a run and some of the things I miss, and you just think, my whole day is just based on whether I go for a run or not. It's a little bit sad, really, but it's where we are. It's a drug and you need it, unfortunately. Yeah. And so if I don't go for a
0: run, I'm grumpy. It's, it's all
1: like same, yeah, yeah. You can imagine my pain
0: this year when I've been injured for well, so I much.
1: Know. <laughs> see, I've never really been injured, Touch wood so far, so I don't know what that's like, but I can imagine it must be absolutely horrible. It's no fun, horrible.
0: let me tell no, I know. you. It's no fun. I know. I know. Uh, well, fingers crossed that doesn't happen to you because, uh, like I say, it's no fun
1: at all. Well, uh, hopefully it doesn't. Hopefully it doesn't.
0: Um, How yeah, did that's... you get into Sorry, sorry. I'm no, not, I'm not fire on. I'm jumping no, the keep, gun
1: no, here. No, <laughs> no, I'm done. Keep, as I say, I'll waffle on. You need to keep me on the straight and narrow. <laughs> um, so you joined Carnegie Harriers
0: after ditching the treadmill at the gym. No, um, well, I
1: wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't quite the next day.
0: No, no. Yeah. Um, but uh, did you look at other clubs first or was there people you knew at Carnegie?
1: Or was it the vest that drew you in? It was just the vest.
0: You it. That's it? Yeah. That? yeah.
1: Cool. Actually, that's not quite, that's not great. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, actually, it probably was the vest because um, I, fa- I remember the exact day I thought, right, I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to join this club. So you guys used to do, you guys, uh, us now, did um, the, the uh, Fourth Bridge 10K. Uh, and I have friends lived on Ferry Hills Road um, and we were around them on Saturday night and that was a heavy night and we woke up Sunday morning I was hung over to hell I'd eaten too much I felt awful and I was still running there and so I hadn't been out for a run so I was grumpy and I was crabby um, and we had the race coming so we opened the back gates and we saw all the runners going up Ferry Hills Road you know at the start of the 10k yeah and there must have been about 40 I kid you not 40 Harriers vests and you could see them a mile off and amongst all mm-hmm. the other vests and I thought yeah, I should really, I should really just take the plunge, and and that sounds like it could be the club for me. Um, I didn't check the website because the website was awful. We'll come to that later. Um, <laughs> so it was just based on yeah, the vest, and it looks like there's a real camaraderie there because we're all running together in groups, um, and some really guys that I've got to know now that were really top runners at that point. You know, Ian Taylor and guys like that were all still in the club at that point, and these guys were bombing up that hill, um, and that was quite impressive. So yeah, that's that's kind of what tipped it for me, if you like.
0: Yes, I just
1: thought'll i get me some of that then. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Great. <laughs> like do
1: you remember your first session at the club?: Do you know what I do? I remember uh-huh. it like like it was yesterday, so it was well actually I'm going to, before I answer that, I'm going to rewind a little bit. so um a couple of weeks before my first session, maybe in a few, two or three weeks before, I thought I'll go down and and just I'll just hang around and, and see what, see what's happening. and I went down to Petrivi um, and stood around Petrivi for an hour, and no one turned up. <laughs> <It was laughs> Right. And I thought, what the hell? I thought this was a great club and they can't even do bother coming down to see if, if any new members might want to join. That's bloody horrible. But I was in the wrong place. I was in I went I went to Petrivi.
0: Right, uh, right.
1: So I went I went to the uh athletic centre and stood around there like, a, I'll not swear. Uh like an idiot <laughs> for an hour. And I and I was I was really I was annoyed at myself as well. Actually, I thought I've made a fool of myself trying to go and join this club. I mean it's all just um it's not to be uh, they weren't there. Probably, they probably saw me coming. I thought I wasn't good enough, and dodged me and didn't want to see me. Um, but anyway, I plucked up the courage and I went a few weeks later. And yeah, you were in the Glen that day, doing loops around the top of the Glen. I mm-hmm. can't remember what they call that session. Just around the top part, not. Yeah, not kind of kilometre,
0: kilometre. Yeah, it was something yeah. like that.
1: And um, I turned up, and um, um, but Steve Honeyman spoke to me a lot, and Steve was great. It was really encouraging, and. Um, spoke to me before, spoke to me after, uh, pinged me on Facebook, um, You know, told me all the good things about the club, nursed me around that first training session. Um, and it was great. And and, and really, um, yeah, Steve was the epitome of what I thought the club would be like. Thankfully he was there and I, I, the first impression wasn't the one that I got from I put it that way. Yeah. Um, and, and that was really good. And I did the session and I wasn't that bad. I mean, I wasn't at the front, I may even have been right at the back, but I wasn't miles behind I expected to be. Um, so through that conversation with Steve and the fact that I actually wasn't that bad at it, um, I joined up as soon as I got home.
0: Wow, that's impressive then, yeah. Given the mixed reception.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, exactly, yeah. But I think most people, I mean, others were talking as well, but it was really, a, I feel like I'm, I'm bigging up Steve here, but it was It was really good to me that day and that, those, those days afterwards. Um, and I, I kind of appreciated that. And I thought, hopefully that's what the club's like in general. And the, um, the initial impression that I got from a few people was... Um, not really what the club was all about. And I think mm-hmm. it's happened and subsequently it's going that.
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's <clears> a very, a very different club these days to what absolutely. it was back then. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. Um, speaking of Stephen Honeyman, then, you uh, have stepped into his shoes as chairperson of the club. Um, yes. How's that going? What led you to become... <laughs> so it's a loaded yeah. question, isn't it? Yeah. What led you to join the committee?
1: What led me or was I dragged? What's Whichever
0: term you prefer. I don't know. I,
1: do you know what, I, I kind of thought you may ask me this and i was trying to formulate an answer but I haven't got one so I'm just going to ramble for a bit till I think of something to say. Come um, on. So um, I remember just uh, when I joined the club, well actually let me rewind a little bit, actually, let me go back to the start, let me, let me be candid right, so I'm the kind of person that lives every day like it's your last right, I, I just throw myself into everything um i just i never sit down i never sleep i just think that life's too short um you've got to you've got to you know just throw yourself into everything and just see what happens the thought of you know giving half measures or sitting in front of the homes under the attic all day or whatever it's called <laughs> which is from the dread right so so i throw myself into everything and i loved the club when i first joined and um the committee came up the uh, and it was an easy process and i thought well i'll just put my name into that I had to write something about myself, which I did, which I don't like doing, but I did it. Um, and I got onto the committee that way, um, primarily to, to fix the website and get the website up to date and that whole social side of, social media side of the club, which was obviously lacking at that point. That was really the main reason for coming on to help with that. Um, and then um, when, uh, when Steve decided he was stepping down, um, I was approached. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about it. Um, and I thought i put my name into the ring for that. But I remember um, that night, pretty well, I do not even know if you were there, Leslie, but I know, the, I know that um, uh, there was a few there when Stephen said he wasn't standing and would anyone be interested. Um, and I knew that well, Val had kind of sounded me out and I wasn't really sure. Um, and I think I said at, at the meeting at that point, um, okay, I mean, I'll give it a go, how hard can it be? Um, but I'll only give it a go if I get a few guys that are on the committee. You are happy for me to do that and you yeah. give me your support and yeah. um there was a stony silence right and i thought oh, all right that's a ringing endorsement eh thanks for that but um <laughs> but but you're but you're good you good, uh, good husband colin um i think he said a few words and that, that i always remember that he said um he, uh, he thought i was a, a really good runner and he appreciated the effort i put in when i was on the committee and the work i've done with the website and he thought that i'd make a great uh, President and I had his full backing and I always appreciated that from Colin. So mm-hmm. if he's listening, if he listens to this, thanks Colin. I you, think the only one, you were the only one that actually um, uh, piped up and said that I could i could make a good effort of it. Although I do think that that was maybe just because you were not wanting to do it yourself. But anyway, I, I was appreciated <laughs> and, and I put my name into the ring and then that was it really. Oh, the, rest no. was, the, rest, the rest is history. Um, and that's how we ended up there. So nothing really dramatic uh-huh. um, to say about it. But I mean, I just I've just completely fallen in love with this club. It's weird. Um, you know, you, you think when you get into your forties that you've done everything, but just it's been great this last whatever four or five years. Um, I just wanted to give something back. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm quite happy. I'm quite happy to do
0: it. So do you find it's, that it's sorry? Sorry, I'm no, I keep interrupting you. you. Sorry. Um, no, do you no, find don't. that it's something that's kind of taken over your life to a certain degree? being the chairperson or involved in the committee.
1: I don't don't think it's taken over my life. No. It's it's definitely extra work and it's definitely, um, it definitely takes up the free time in the evenings. Uh, And you have, you have, especially with the pandemic, I mean, Mm. this last eight months, as you'll know, you've been on the committee. We've never stopped. Um, And I don't know, maybe a little bit of a, a little bit of a violin moment coming up. I don't know. I don't know if, um, Many of the members appreciate the amount of effort that's gone in just to get us to this point, keep the club afloat, um, keep members motivated through the various um, events and virtual events and races that we've now got on and the whole um, track and trace systems and symptoms forms and Scottish athletics guidance and Scottish government guidance and the training plans that you were involved in. And you could just go on and on. It, take, mm. it does take a lot of work, um, yeah. but it's not anything that if it was too much, then we would not do it. Um, but it 's definitely been uh an increased workload because of the pandemic there 's no doubt about that
0: yeah absolutely uh, and i think um I think it 's certainly worth mentioning that uh, an awful lot of work has gone into keeping Absolutely. things going with the virtual Grand Prix and everything else, the quiz nights as well that um, you've oh, been yeah, hosting as well, which have been fantastic. We need to get a yeah, of more sorted
1: it. out. Yeah, I must admit, I really, I really enjoyed that. It was, yeah. uh, that was a gr- that was a great idea. It wasn't, it wasn't really my idea, but I was happy to host them. Yeah, because um, I'd been, I'd been on a few, so um, I think those went, those were excellent at that. Yeah, those were really early good. Stage, mm-hmm. Particularly that early stage when we were all. Really toiling with the whole. We can't even go out on a Friday or Saturday night.
0: Yeah, nobody um, was it, seeing it was, anybody at all. It so it was it's, uh, one way of it seeing was, people, yeah, wasn't it? Was it was a good
1: way to see people. It was a good laugh, and a few drinks were had. And I think that shows as well that you know we're not just a running club. We've got a good social side as well,
0: um, mm-hmm, which I think mm-hmm. I
1: think is really important because I think some clubs maybe don't have that. But
0: yeah. I know um, know speaking to friends who are in um, other running clubs not necessarily in this area um, Mm -hmm. disclaimer disclaimer (laughs) whose clubs have put on nothing who haven't Mm -hmm. even kept them up to date on anything at all they've just said training is off that's it you know and there's been no information there's been no correspondence no updates on anything and I think you know Pats on the back all round to, to us for keeping everything going. Yeah,
1: um, not so, so
0: much myself, you. I've not
1: done an awful lot. But... I will be saying that you did loads with the training plans <laughs> and all the rest of it, he, it together. So,
0: especially like just now with uh, with the bubbles going and everything else. and um, you know, and the new Grand Prix and everything that are kicking off just now too. So there's an awful lot of work going on to make these things happen, and I really do hope that people appreciate that. I'm sure they do. Yeah,
1: but it's been great to see the bubble leads um, step up. That's been that's been great getting mm-hmm. more people involved in that. Um, and we don't get you know when the committee um, nominations come up, we're not exactly flooded, inundated with um, with uh, nominees. To be honest. Uh, So hopefully maybe some of this, the work that the leads are doing, for example, might give them an idea and think that it might be something that we could spend a few hours a week on. That'd be great. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, How do you think being a member has developed you as a runner then?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, that's an easy one, really. I mean, people who know me and I hope that, well, actually, let me start from the beginning. I always do this thing. I start and then I have to go back (laughs) again, right? I hate, I, one, there's two things I hate, and Neil Anderson will pat me up on this because I've already spoken to him about this. I hate people that are arrogant, right, and I hate people that are fool of themselves, right, because I think that is a completely, it's such a bad trait to have, look at me, look at me. I don't think I'm mm-hmm. like that, or people might disagree. Um, I no, don't about think you're like that at all.
0: But no, what I'm, I'm not... about
1: to say might contradict that. Oh,
0: okay, <laughs> well, mean, I'll reserve judgment
1: then. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I, mean I, I, think, I think I'm a pretty decent runner. I th- and I think that I am where I am because of um, because of the club, essentially. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's as simple as that. I mean, before before I joined Carnegie, I was still running. I was doing things like Tough Mudder's and the Rob Roy Challenge and um, uh, things like that. I was fit, but I was never really that fit or really that good at good at them. I just kind of mm-hmm. had something to do, really. Um, and before I joined the club, I was. I did the Glasgow half and the Edinburgh 10 mile. It took me over two hours to do the Glasgow half, um, which is still a good time for, yeah. for an novice.
0: Well, but absolutely, think, yeah.
1: But if you think now, um, I did the Aloe half in 1.30. That, yeah, that's like 34 minutes quicker, yeah. over 13 miles. I mean, that's, that's three minutes a mile only. That's just madness, really, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so I think that without the club, I wouldn't have been anywhere near the level that I'm at now. And I think mm-hmm. I can still improve, even though... I'm, 48. Uh, 48. I look at guys like um, John Hine, for example, and even guys like Clive and S- Phil Smith are still running and even still PBing at the, at the, in their age groups. And I think they're, I still think I've got more to give, and I can um, I can I've not peaked yet. Who would thought you'd say that when you're in your late forties? I've never been. Well, really it, really.
0: actually, it's interesting <clears> to say <throat> that because uh, I got a five um, k PB last year, and yeah. I was fifty. So I think I knocked something like thirty seconds off my five k time, and I think it was more just because I thought, stuff it, I'm just going to go for it rather than holding back. Thought, just go for it, you know, hang on in there and see how far you can push it, Um, and then just keep on hanging in there until you get to the end. And I think if you have a wee bit of self belief, then yeah, you can.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was doing I was doing part runs in twenty five minutes. Before I joined the club, but I had this goal to get below twenty, which which I did last year. at over Nows and I yeah. also did it at the um the um the Duncan uh what, what race is that? The Duncan race, Duncan something in Glenrothes.
0: Oh right, right, okay.
1: I forgot his name now. I do, I yeah, name. I,
0: do, I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's not can, a race. Someone I've
1: done. Can, someone can write in if, and remind me what it was. <laughs> and I did sub nineteen then, and I've done sub nineteen a lot of times since then. Yeah. Uh, I never thought I'd ever do sub twenty um, for a five k. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, I mean, the proof's in the pudding, really. Yeah. Uh, I I don't think I'm that bad a runner, to be honest. I think you're pretty handy, uh, yeah. And, and you, you put a, get...
0: you put the effort in.
1: Well, I was going to say that. I mean, I think that's yeah. the other side. You know, if anyone's if anyone's listening to this for a bit of inspiration, I think you get out what you put in. Um, the training's hard, mm-hmm. uh, and the cop push you hard. But if you push yourself hard, you get the rewards. You need to have that motivation and that mindset to do it um you know you you've got to aspire to chase down your stephen kings and your barry davies and all these guys that are that have been running for forever and are Mm -hmm. just at the top of their game um you've got to believe that you can catch them you've got to believe that you'll improve but you're not going to do that next week or next month you you have to build it up over years and that's hard have that level of dedication for that length of time for such a small reward, thirty seconds or ten seconds of a time, um, but I think that's what motivates me, and I go back and guess I 'll get bit better to be honest yeah yeah uh, and the, sure yeah, so, so yeah I've, um what was the question told <laughs> I was joining the there uh... it... <laughs> yeah, how <is> it <laughs> developed to
0: change to
1: yeah just just huh? uh, yeah just just uh, and even even just outside the running as well, um, it just gives you confidence, you just feel better about yourself and you feel that you're good at something because mm-hmm. I'm a bit of a jack of all trades sometimes as I said earlier I did a lot of sport but never really excelled at any of them um so finding running and I'm actually not that bad at it yeah it's actually even even later in like well, we say later in life and we're not in death's door are we um <laughs> but later in life is uh has been, it's been great and it's given me confidence in everything uh I feel better about myself um I think I'm more confident at even in one-to-one situations with other people, at work, um, just, just by just by being running and just feeling fit and healthy and just feeling different from maybe other people who are not.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, it's just, it's great. I don't know what I'd do without it now. That's the other, that's the downside, as I said. <laughs> well, anyway, that's,
0: just, yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. If you don't have it, then things start yep. to go then, you know, your fitness exactly. starts to go and your your belly starts to <laughs> expand and exactly. all these exactly. terrible things happen with your uh, with your body that you just don't yeah. like because you, you no, didn't I know. like that when you were a runner.
1: I know, but then you see guys like, you know, I'm not naming names, but guys in the club who are in their 60s and 70s still look fit, you know, really mm-hmm. fit. There's no excuses if you, you know, you're not going to be fit and healthy just by, it's not going to happen to you. Well, some people are naturally fit and healthy, aren't they? But it's a minority. You've yeah, got put, you've got to put the work in. Really. You certainly do. Um, okay, so
0: uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just I'm just I'm just absorbing what you said there. Um,
1: I can keep talking, you know. I can no. keep going on. <laughs> if you want me to?
0: Um, what do you get out of running then?
1: Oh yeah, a lot. I mean, just just kind of following on from that as well. Just just that confidence thing. But I mean, it's a it's a de stress mechanism as well. Mm. Like lots also people. Yeah, um, and I love the fact. I love the fact, but it's it's good to see doctors and um, health professionals subscribing running as a de stressor rather than beta blockers or antidepressants. Not that I'm having a go at anybody who does that. I'm just want to be that clear. But it's yeah. good to see there's an alternative there. Um, I mean, I, I think it's just a complete it's a complete de stressor for me. Um, you know, I've got I do a lot. You know, I've got a hard job. I've got two kids. Don't you know? I don't have a huge support network you know mm-hmm. the family are in ireland or in edinburgh yeah um you know some people just you know i'll, st- I'll drop the kids at the grands and the aunts <laughs> will pick them up and i don't have that so i've got to work all day and then i've got to do the things with the kids mm-hmm. and then the, just the stresses of life in, in general and running is just a complete de-stressor for me yeah yeah um, uh, you know even and even you know the down days i just quit for a run i just feel so much better and i'm sure that's everyone can everyone can kind of relate to that i would hope
0: yeah Um, yeah absolutely I think
1: I think that's great I mean some people hit the bottle for example Um, I'm having a bad day I'll have have a bottle of wine I mean I Mm -hmm. used to do that as well admittedly Um, but now I don't do that I go out for a run and that feels so much better it really does. Yes. So, yeah. So the main thing for me is just that de-stressor. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, so, so it's a major high, isn't it? Like, it uh, like is. you just can't
1: get. And then you come, you come home, and it doesn't last very long. But uh, never mind. At least I had an hours, an hours, and a de-stress. And then you come home, and it's like World War working at home. But hey, never mind. Yeah, yeah. So do <laughs>
0: like you, you listen? Do you listen to music or anything when you're out running?
1: I do a bit of everything. Right. I mean, I've actually, I've actually become better. Uh, not listening to music recently i mean i'm, I'm i i do not really have a musical taste i listen to anything and i listen to podcasts as well i went through a period of listening to books
0: right so i'm a
1: great i'm a great fan of christopher brookmeyer i don't know if anybody knows christopher brookmeyer and um i just listened to all these books on on the pot on the, on the podcast or on mm-hmm. the, what's it called audible,
0: audible um, yeah, I yeah. running, and i
1: love that but then i'm a bit i get fed up with things quite quickly so i stopped doing that and then started going back to the music again um I must admit, if I'm if I'm on a hard session, I prefer to listen to music, particularly something upbeat. Um, but recently, particularly during lockdown, I've stopped listening to music and I've just been going out because I've got the woods next to me and I've been going out and it's been great just to not hear anything. That seems weird, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You can't hear anything. You can stand in the middle of the villa and there's no one there
0: mm.
1: and it just feels like, you know, de stressor again. It just feels like you're in a different place. Mm. So I've, get, I've got better at it not listening to music right. because i probably was a little bit addicted to listening to music at one point it was affecting my performance so mm-hmm. that doesn't really answer your question but sometimes I listen to music sometimes i don't sometimes, yeah, I, book, yeah. sometimes I don't um but just i certainly advocate, how you feel exactly but i'd certainly advocate not listening to anything and just occasionally just go out without the watch and just 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 listen to the sounds around you or even no sounds um yeah. and i even like recently going getting the head torch on and heading into Balgowny, where we're racing at the weekend, and, and the pitch is black, and there's no one there, and it just feels like I can't even describe it. I, think of a word I could describe it. It just feels calm, and amongst the, you know, the storm of everything that goes on around you with yeah. COVID and work and kids and money and mortgages and health problems, and you could go on and on and on and You there in the of with a head torch. I, I even turn the head torch off sometimes. Oh really? In, I don't run. No, wait a minute. Hold on. right. Okay. I've stopped. <laughs> I've stopped by that point uh-huh. and uh, turned the head torch off and just sit for a minute, not stand for a minute, and just listen to it and then head off again. It's, brilliant. Mm,
0: yeah, yeah, it's so much,
1: a bit of a mix, really.
0: I do like a bit of running around in the woods in the dark, and it's there's always something a bit thrilling about it as well yeah. as, as calming. I know um, it feels
1: a little bit naughty, doesn't it? It feels yeah. like, feel like a child again. I should I shouldn't be out here. It's like no ah. and dad should I should be in bed. Yeah, um, but look, you know, I'm, out, I'm out in the woods causing mischief. <laughs>
0: And it's funny because I've mentioned to people before that I've gone out for a run in the middle of the night in the middle of the woods or something like that. And yeah. going, oh, What on your own? And it's like, well, yeah, you know, what's the okay. big deal? like, um, what if i mad axe murderer is out in the woods? Well it's more likely to be up the high street than you know exactly. than anything else. So I'm safer. probably safer, yeah, in the woods than I exactly.
1: am up the town. So <laughs> mind you, I've yeah, anyway, that's not go there. I've had a few <laughs> encounters I've had a few encounters in the psychopath, but it's normally just the NES with the bucky. You know, ah, I, right, I yeah. Get, I just think I just think, yeah, okay. I can yeah. take you in a, I could take you in a five K mate. So there you go. <laughs> well
0: that's a good thing, yeah? You feel quite confident that you could outrun
1: exactly. them. <laughs> well, yeah, that might change in a few years, but at the minute I'm quite confident about that.
0: <laughs> um are you missing racing then? I know we talked about the uh, the virtual Grand Prix that the club is doing um and in the summer and and, and just now as well. Yeah. Um so there's a a little bit of racing going on but really just within a club context are you missing the kind of bigger picture of racing just the crowds and um, the support
1: what have you yeah yeah de- definitely but maybe not as much as I thought it would right because I think you get I think you get to the point I think there was a point maybe even earlier this year where we were racing every week um getting up early on a Sunday every week traveling up to places like Forfa and Cumbernauld mm. every week and it was maybe just getting a little bit too much so your whole week was geared towards this race and it becomes a little bit less enjoyable during the week because you, you know you're holding back on your training and you're having to eat properly and you're trying to get some sleep and you're trying to prepare for this race and this was happening every week so maybe initially i probably didn't miss it but it's like mm-hmm. one of those things isn't it until it's gone you don't know what you're missing and yeah there's no doubt there's no doubt missing the missing all those races has been uh, I think it's affected everybody to a certain, to a certain extent, missing that buzz mm-hmm. of trying to chase people down and get the, get the vest on and um, competing with the other clubs and trying to catch your friendly rivals, shall we call it? Yeah, them. yeah, because, um, I mean,
0: that, that's, a, that's the thing. Yeah. You, you know from uh, from other races that you've done who your, uh, your rivals are within other clubs and other runners, so it's, you know, out with the club.
1: Yeah, it's funny that, isn't it? I mean, I thought it was just me at first. I thought, I'm sure <laughs> when we race this, race last week that you were right beside me as well and then the week after they're right beside you but that shouldn't be a surprise because Mm -hmm. you know you're not going to improve that much over a week so if they're running the same pace as you naturally you're going to be running beside them and you get and you get used to that and it becomes a little mini battle so not only are are you trying to catch your kinegi calling in front of you to get that extra grand prix point that might get you some prize (laughs) but you're you've also got that little mini battle with the people that you're you always end up running with them um it's it, it's it's great that's so i do miss that there's no doubt yeah yeah
0: i think that it's gives you a wee extra push as well
1: uh you
0: know where the people from other clubs because you've got your inter-club rivalry and then you've got your
1: yeah, rivalry exactly. out with that as well exactly and, uh, your, age, and your age group of rivalries as well, well yeah and, and just running with better people i think not better people that's not what i mean that's a bad expression <laughs> running with other, racing with other runners and just Trying to push yourself to um to that next level i mean without racing you're not really doing that to mm-hmm. any any great extent yeah it's
0: yeah,
1: hard so to race on your own it is it is <laughs> i think we've done a good job of it though but it's not, mm-hmm. it's not the same
0: no it's it's really hard to push yourself when you've got nobody to battle against you know apart yeah. from your own head
1: uh, yeah. oh yeah it's hard work and i miss wait actually there's some people on this subject so i was going to talk about this mm. so, um, i feel that i should be able to come back so the other thing i do miss I do miss racing against um, uh, in, in a race context with other club members, uh, particularly after um, Steve Adams' comment on the rig race uh, uh-huh. in, in the podcast <laughs> last week. Um, and uh, and, that, and to be fair, that was an awesome race because I think John Fulham was around about as well, and we, I think we were all pretty much neck and neck going down the hill there. And uh, and Steve and Steve did beat me on the line, but yeah. I wanted to come back and say to Steve, if you're listening. Um, I was running the Edinburgh Marathon the week after, in fact, four days later. So I was taking it easy. And the Angela half a week after that. So, so there you go. I'll come back on that. On the other side of the coin, though, um, if Steve is listening, uh, Steve was in su- such great form then. He was such an awesome runner, and and um, and we were about the same pace. So I certainly missed that um, mm-hmm. that rivalry with Steve. Uh, and Angela was out as well. So Steve, Angela, and I were all really always neck and neck and Steve was out and Angela was out, I I didn't miss that that when they were out and uh, I just hope Steve gets back to that kind of form at some point soon,
0: really. Yeah,
1: I'm sure he will, he just needs to look after that
0: hamstring. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, Is there a particular discipline that you prefer then? Uh, We talked a bit about cross country and how you enjoyed that as a youngster. Um, If you were to choose like the the roads or cross country, trails or whatever else, what
1: would your favourite be? Yeah see that's a hard question
0: mm.
1: because it what was the, is the question what was the best or what one do I prefer? Which, I mean, which you prefer.
0: prefer yeah. I mean, there's,
1: there's no doubt I'm a much more competent road runner than I am a cross country or hill runner um, but I do enjoy the cross countries it's just something different something really outside your comfort zone that mm. you wouldn't normally do if you went in a club um, and I even ran the uh, east and west Loman Hill race on Sunday and I really enjoyed it, yeah. I, I, I was slowly, I was slow in a week in jail, but um, <laughs> and I still enjoyed it, but I wouldn't prefer it, so the answer is probably, I prefer trail and cross country, but I'm probably much better on the road, so it's mm-hmm. a difficult question to answer, Yeah.
0: Um,
1: but it's, it's, it is funny how different surfaces can level up the whole playing field, um, you know, people that you would be ahead of on a road race, or then ahead of you in a hill race, and uh, other people are ahead of you and behind you that you would expect in a cross country I think that's great because I think that's just that, that level of, that you can't be an old well some people can some yeah, yeah some people can fill it off yeah. um, but others I think you know you, you focus on one or the other and my focus is really on road racing and mm-hmm. 5k's, 10k's half marathons, marathons, ultras I prefer that really mm-hmm. um, to anything else it's, so, inter-
0: it's interesting what you say about the different disciplines um, when uh, you did Green Mantle this year didn't you? Hill
1: no, race. I didn't. No, I did uh, calendar not. Match, crags so
0: calendar Crags is what I meant. Yeah. I think because they're both around the same time of year. Yeah, Calendar Crags. Yeah. Um I I passed John Hinds yeah. um, doing this race, and i was like, geez, oh, you know, John's a far better runner than I ever will be. But he doesn't tend to do hill races. Yeah. When we got yeah. out onto the flat, I mean, he, you know, he passed me like I was walking backwards. That's what I'm saying. Um, but coming down the hill, um, you know, I just cruised by him. I'm like. I know.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah, I know it's a it's a it's a great. I, I actually hated that calendar, Cragsby. Did you? I mean,
0: oh, see, well, I love it. It's actually, great. Let,
1: let me oh let me rephrase that. I didn't hate it, but I mean it wasn't running, was it? Let's just leave that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's what, mean, what, that's a good thing about hill races. Is,
0: see, you get to walk. That's
1: the beauty of it. Or, or, or slide in on your backside. Or, so or slide,
0: yeah, yeah, down, yeah. Down,
1: down rock, down rocks, um, which had been which were soaking wet and covered in moss. <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's different. different. <laughs> I
1: haven't answered your question. I'd um, do that
0: <laughs> Well, you kind of have really because you, you prefer the cross country and the trail, but you perform better on the road. So, yeah, yeah, but, but not the hills, although you don't mind yeah, them.
1: But I'm going to give the hills a bash. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to get into it a bit more. I do worry about getting injured. I'm, I mean, I must admit, even in general, I do feel I'm a fairly conservative runner. I do, I never really, you know, I'm like someone like Stevie King who finishes a race and mm-hmm. is sick because he's just left it all out there. I'm not really like that. No. Um, I always have a little bit in reserve, which is why I always have a sprint finish. And I was, you know, I felt going around East and West Lowland at the weekend, I was definitely holding back um, for fear of perhaps dying yeah. <laughs> at one point um, and up to my knees in mud in the other point. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, that's so, I'm not even sure where I'm going with this, I'm rambling again. (laughs) I suppose I'm just saying that I feel that on the road I'm much less conservative than I am on the hills and even across country. So Mm -hmm. maybe it's just a mindset thing rather than an ability thing, I don't know.
0: Yeah, it probably is, uh, because I think there's a a bigger danger of, um, or a bigger fear certainly of hurting yourself if you're in a hill race because you've got... Um, more dangerous terrain to fall and land on and what have you so yeah Yeah. you fall fall on a hill race it bloody hurts I know Um, and I'm not dissing
1: hill racing because I think it could be great if I could really get into it but yeah for me running should be simple and I like the fact that I can get up roll out of bed stick a pair of trainers on and go out I don't have to take a compass and I'm at. In a foil blanket and have someone's phone number, St. Andrew's Ambulance and Yockels Hill Rescue's phone number on my phone, and then let my mum and dad know where I am. You know, it's just a, it's too much hassle. Yeah, it's too much hassle. Anyway, that's just me. I mean, just do what I do. Just go out and uh, not tell anybody at all
0: where you're going. That's what I do exactly.
1: all the time, and then I get out exactly. because I've been exactly. found out. that
0: I've been exactly. somewhere. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Stick it on Strava. Yeah. Um. It's that time of year <laughs> when people start looking at Markathon. What?
1: I've not... Oh. You can delete that bit.
0: <laughs> um, anyone who's unfamiliar with the Markathon, it's a challenge that takes place every year in December uh, where you run for a minimum of 25 minutes or three miles, whichever comes first. Um, you're not a fan.
1: To to put it mildly, no. No. But I wouldn't diss anyone who did it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that you can motivate yourself other ways um, to get out and and run, Mm -hmm. Um, even when it's cold and wet. I just don't think that you need to potentially go out and do 5k every day and injure yourself. Or if you can't be bothered, it's okay not to go out. It really is. Um, And you'll feel better the next day. Um, yeah, I, think not, uh, yeah, really I think
0: yeah, I think I think often the danger with something like a, a challenge where you you are expected to run every day is um, you will feel a, a twinge or a niggle, and you'll feel In the, the pressure to go out, particularly when you've joined a. Um, you know, I don't know, like a a Strava group or a Facebook page or or whatever else, yeah. You've seen that everybody else has gone out, you've seen that everybody else is doing this and that, and you go, oh, well, I better go and do mine then or else I'll lose face or whatever. Exactly.
1: And and I've seen so many people do it and then never run again. Yeah. In January, February, March, which to me just seems completely pointless, Mm -hmm. really. Mm -hmm. Um. I think the injury situation is probably the one thing. You're, you're bound yeah. to get injured doing that. And I've, I also, as I probably said on, I think I responded to someone's message last week on Facebook in that I spend every week running. I am now, again, I'm not boasting so I'm, That's not my type. I'm just <laughs> using it as an example, right? Um, I'm up to almost 1,800 miles this year, and I've still got four weeks to go to the mm. end of the year. In order to do that, if my maths is correct, I'm doing 40 miles a week. Yeah. I just kind of feel, do you know what, see that two-week period over Christmas in New Year? Put the running on the back burner, have a drink, have some food, spend more time with the family. Don't feel you have to go out and run on Boxing Day and Christmas Day and just come back in the New Year refreshed.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. And take
1: a break from it mm-hmm. because you've been running flat out for 50 weeks. Um, take a two-week break, enjoy yourself. Um, as you know, I do like to enjoy myself as we saw at the Christmas party last year. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, <laughs> So uh, that that's that's why I don't look at some. I really am really not a fan. And, yeah. and running even at such a slow spa- slow pace as well, I'm not quite sure what you're achieving. But mm-hmm. if it gets you of the house and gets you motivated, then good luck. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, but it's not for everybody, and uh, you know I'm a kind of um. Uh, Neither here nor there with it, really. Um, I think I've done it once before just to say I've done it. Um, and that was about 12 years ago. Um, and I've never done it since because I don't feel as though I need to kind of prove anything to anybody that yeah. shows that, oh, look at me, I can go on every day. Yeah. Um, but I, mean, I, but did, I like to say each to their own.
1: Yeah. I mean, I did try it. I did actually sign up for it once. I think it was right. two or three years ago. I think I got four or five days in. I was just fed up, mm. to be honest, because yeah. I wanted to go to training. And if you go to training and really push it, training and you maybe do a warm up and a warm down, you could potentially do ten miles on a say a Tuesday night. I'm not getting up on a Wednesday morning to do another five k.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Having a rest or a recovery. I yeah, so yeah. It's just that's just my my opinion. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's your fondest running memory then?
1: Oh, that's hard. There's been so many. There's been so many. I mean, Steve Adam did ask me this as part of the old, um, when he was doing those flyers for the club, which were excellent.
0: Oh, um, of course, yes.
1: And, uh, and I think I only had 20 words and I must have got to about 600. Um, it's hard, really. I mean, I probably would just go back to what I said round about that point as well. Um, the pa- I did the Paris Marathon in 2000 and- mm-hmm. Check my medal. 17 Um, (laughs) and uh, even though it wasn't my fastest time and it was a big city race so it was pretty corporate it was still a great experience too because you sometimes get these big city events and they're they're all sanitized and you run out into the countryside and you're looking back and you're thinking well this isn't the Edinburgh Marathon or the Manchester Marathon what's Mm -hmm. going on here Mm -hmm. Um, but the Paris Marathon goes around all the sites so you basically see the sites of Paris and you're running how awesome was that? Yeah, And it was great. Yeah. Um, and the cl- there was a few from the club there as well afterwards and the family were there and we went out for beers with uh, the t-shirts on and the medals and their Carnegie jackets. I just felt 15 foot tall. Yeah. Um, And then we spent the weekend, um, we've got to do a bit of shopping, kids got to um, go to Disneyland Paris. I had to hobble round Disneyland <laughs> Paris the day after the marathon. And we had a- Did you wear your medal round? I did, I'm a um, <laughs> Excellent. And, uh, and uh, we had a, an Airbnb in one of these really old traditional Parisian flats, and it was the top floor, and it was all those old, old winding staircases, and my kids still laugh at me now, coming down the stairs backwards as we headed out to Disneyland Paris. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like such an idiot, and there was an old woman, like, you know, a typical old French woman in the bottom floor was feeling sorry for me. Oh, <laughs> She couldn't hardly walk, she had a Zoomer friend. So that's probably my. I mean, that's that. That's, that was a great weekend and a great memory. Um, yeah. That 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 whole that whole experience was, was, just, mm. was awesome. So that is probably the one that will stick with me. And do you, um,
0: do you have a worst? Do you have a worst one in memory?
1: Oh, that's oh, that's hard. I mean, n- n- well, no, not really. No not. I mean, there was one. There was one race. Um, just going back to what I said earlier. I did. I did the Alloa half. I think a few. So you remember when the Alloa half was cancelled because of the weather? If you remember, it was snowing and icy in March
0: yeah
1: um so I did the Edinburgh marathon I think it was a week after or two weeks after that and I wasn't prepared and it was horrible and the last couple of two or three miles I had cramped and it was just it was a horrible experience um and then I ran the Aloha half the week after because I paid for it and I thought oh, I'm just going to it and it took me like oh, it took forever and it was just horrible because I saw pain and doms from the marathon and it was hot and it was just horrible and all these people that I would expect to maybe be in front of or overtaking me, and I was just completely disheartened. But to my credit, I suppose I did finish it, but I absolutely hated it. And I love yeah. that race as well. I think that's the weird thing about it. I absolutely love that race. Right. Um, so that's probably one of the worst. The other one is maybe one that's a little bit more surprising. Is um, we did the uh, the Piper Dam cross country last year. Up to oh Yard yeah, Saha,
0: Yeah. Were you there?
1: I don't know if you were there. No, I
0: wasn't there. Um,
1: and I don't know what happened. I was just like I, I turned up. I'd been away actually. I think I'd been in the states the week before. I might have been jet lagged. That's my excuse anyway. Yeah, I that rings a bell. Actually, I'm sure
0: you went away. I was
1: just I, I felt like I'd never ran before. <laughs> I think I finished last higher that day. Um, and even and Barry Davy went to the toilet and then, or Cannon went to the toilet and he took to after Kira. And we all started off and he wasn't at the start line. He started about four or five minutes behind me and still beat me. Um, <laughs> And that was, that was so destroying, it was just a horrible day. Mm. So um, I'm glad we're not doing, I don't know whether it was the course, but just you have days like that, don't you? And yeah. Like, how, how can I not run mm-hmm. today? And,
0: and like you say, like you mission. see everybody cruising by you that wouldn't normally be cruising by you. Yep, and it just exactly. makes you feel even more deflated.
1: Exactly. So that's my two. At the Aloha Half, after the Marathon and, and Piper Dam, were just horrible experiences. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: but, you know, you push yourself through, you you let, you you know you convince yourself, yeah, I'm all right, I'll be fine, I'm a runner, I can run a marathon a week after, a, a half marathon a week after a marathon, no problem in the heat, but no. I
0: know, and I, I suppose with, uh, with Aloe that year as well, you wouldn't be, I mean, the, the timing was all different anyway, so it kind of mucked everything up, but yeah, exactly. it was warmer than it would ordinarily be, yeah, because it was late in. exactly, because
1: it was yeah. In, yeah.
0: Yeah, so it's not so, what you're used to doing for that race, so yeah, it takes yes, you by exactly. surprise a wee bit,
1: yeah. Exactly, so in terms of races, that's probably the two that, that, that mm-hmm. stick out um,
0: yeah.
1: as, from a kind of bad experience from running. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never really had anything major, apart from those particular events. Most yeah, so, so nothing's gone kind of it.
0: terribly wrong or anything. No, I don't think so, I've never really... <laughs> <no. laughs>
1: Not yet, but I I'll tell you what, I was close on. I was close on um, on Sunday. They're going up West Lowman. Um, oh, yeah. It was like Jesus. It was like, and it was just muck. And it, you, you, it doesn't matter what you had on your feet. You couldn't keep your mm-hmm. feet. And you're, you know you've been round it. You're, you're inches from tumbling down into Kyneswood, um and getting airlifted to hospital. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's, <laughs>
0: it's a fine line enough. sometimes, it's
1: isn't it? It's a fine. It's a fine. <laughs> it's a fine line. It's a really fine okay. line. <laughs> and all just to con- all just to try and complete small Smithers arc, and to do a sm- a medium long hill race,
0: put, oh, your no. in,
1: put your life in jeopardy for that. <laughs> Never mind. Oh
0: dear. Um, what about things that annoy you about running? I, I, I'm trying to be a bit more positive about um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my running arcs, um, and try and be a little bit more Steve, as I said last week. Um, do you have anything that kind of aggravates you a little bit about running? Um,
1: yeah, one or two things. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, anyone who knows me, particularly on the committee, knows that I can be a bit crabby sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but that's probably just an age thing. Um, I mean, I don't really get too annoyed. I mean, things things just are a little bit annoying, but I don't go around, you know, smashing plates and smashing the place up because people, you know, I'm annoyed at people. It's not that kind of annoying, just little things. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know how long you've got. But, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, 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 what annoys me in running? Oh no, is, you've is... gone
0: quiet again. <laughs> oh oh no, like... you've gone quiet. Oh weirdy, we're we're like, uh, oh no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so you're saying th- um, yeah, I've got all day. You were saying <laughs> about things that great on you a say. little bit. Where was I? We
1: uh, were talking about things that great you a little bit. Yeah, about, uh, so about I don't learning. like. Oh yeah. So I don't like. Um, snobbery, yeah. So snobbery, racing snobbery. People who think they're better clubs that I think they're better. At, I don't like that. Everyone should be supportive. That really annoys me. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe just another little thing that annoys me just a little bit. And it's almost like the opposite from what a lot of people have been saying on these podcasts is that I actually like technology, (laughs) but I don't really get all this training snobbery as well in terms of what trainers you've got and comparing trainers and things like that. I've never really been into that. I I find a pair of trainers and just buy them forever until I get bored and go and buy something else.
0: Mm -hmm. I've got
1: hundreds of pairs of trainers, but not that many different varieties. Um, I don't know whether that's a bad thing or not. So, it <laughs> kind of annoys me a little bit when people the, the kind of train, all look at the trainers that I've got and, and trying to think that you can squeeze another, you know, two seconds off your time by having a mm. different trainers. To me, that's just a little bit in the head, possibly. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, yeah. You know, ra-
1: ra- rather than the trainers actually making much difference. So, that's just a few few little things but probably the biggest one is yeah the, the, the racing snobbery. The snobbery those little yeah. cliques that those little cliques that form oh, you know the faster or we're faster or, or better or
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, um i don't i don't like that at all that's not what the sport's all about it's about being supportive and trying to bring people on and um giving something back as
0: well yeah yeah but like and it's a life. hobby you know it's not yeah, something definitely. that we're doing we're not professional no, athletes no, no, no. here or anything like that we're doing this just for you know just for kicks
1: yeah exactly exactly (laughs) so yeah so that that's probably just two things that do Mm -hmm. work me work me a little bit um, yeah and some and some of these you know in terms of racing as well you know some people do take it a little bit too seriously probably um and it's just a a bit of a hobby as you say maybe Mm -hmm. just chill out and relax a little bit yeah yeah because everyone's i mean i was thinking about this the other day as well if you can run i'm going to bore you now right because i'm going to get all geeky if you can run a 5k In less than 20 minutes, you're pretty much faster at that distance than 98% of the population. Mm -hmm. Um, If you can run even 25 minute 5K, you're probably faster than 95% of the population. Um, You know, 95% of the population never run a marathon, so you're in a pretty elite group anyway. Yeah. Um, We should all stick together and not feel that we have to put people down that aren't as fast or as decent as a runner or maybe have the right technique or mm-hmm. we should we should all be we should all be supportive so that's the one thing that doesn't like me the trainer mm-hmm. thing annoys me a little bit but that yeah that racing snobbery and running snobbery yeah. really annoys me
0: yeah hi wholeheartedly agree yeah uh speaking of shoes then um i've got a few <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> a few um not exactly rapid fire questions but um you it. know kind of wind up questions so shoes then um, brand of shoe or do you have a specific brand or type
1: well see this is the weird thing about that so uh, I went through a period of just buying Nikes and again there was this kind of training snobbery about trainer snobbery, but why are you buying Nikes? They're not good running trainers. But so I bought I bought like a pair of Nike structure twelves or something about 15 years ago. Um and I've just I just kept buying the Nike structures. Every time a new number came out, I think they went up to 26, I just bought the latest pair and right. I loved them. Mm-hmm. And they and they, were, and they worked for me. Um a couple of years ago I bought I started buying Brooks adrenalines, GTS. Yep. And I love those, they're really comfortable. So, again, I'll probably go through a phase now where I'll just keep buying the next GTS number until mm-hmm. I get bored. Um, so that's really the only two from a road shoe perspective that I've really ever worn are yeah. my structures and and, and and they're fine. I mean, I, oh well, I if them, it ain't broke, kind of you know like. exactly. <laughs> um, I've got, my, I've got my innovate mud claws, which are they're great, they're a great shoe for cross country, yeah. They, I, I don't really like them when you're not. Traipsing through mud, and um, because I do get uh, issues with my shins now and again, like shin spikes right. and things like that, because there's no support. I need support. No. I'm an overpronator, I need support, and structures and the yeah, Brooks Adrenalines give you that support. Mm. Whereas innovates are just, you know. You're not going to fall on the mud but there's no there's no real support. Yeah there's no, there's
0: a sole and there's an upper yeah, and there's nothing yeah, else there.
1: Exactly and I've got Solomon Speed Cross as well but I'm not wearing them ever again after falling on my arse. Well, again. Uh, falling on my face at the Falkirk uh, Cross Country twice last
0: oh, year, really, having, right. having,
1: having, having never fallen before in my life. I fell <laughs> twice, twice in one race um, because the the Speed cross were they weren't really conducive to the mud and they just became this like shiny flat surface. And I just couldn't keep my feet. That was another. Fact, that was another race I hated as well. I was <laughs> murder that day. Um, so, so, I'm not wearing those again. So there you go. Night structures, Brooks Adrenalines, and, and speed cross for trail and mm-hmm. innovates for uh, um, and innovates yeah, for um, in the cross the country. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, have you got a favourite
0: piece of running kit?
1: That's it, really. So I don't really experiment too much with shoes. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, sorry, what about kit? Have you got a favourite piece of kit? I don't know what happened here. Did we lose something there?
1: Yeah, I think we're back.
0: Right, yeah, we seem to be back again. Um, right, so we did shoes. What about a favourite piece of kit then?
1: I don't really have a favourite piece of kit to be no. honest. I mean, I'm always, I've always got my phone strapped to my arm. I'm addicted to that for some reason. I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to get out of that habit, but my watch is crap so I'm going to buy myself a new watch for Christmas and I can ditch the phone. Um, right. Because the phone, the phone's much more accurate. Because I'm going to bore people again. He was bone people again. Um, because not only do you get the the GPS off it, you get the four G signals as well. So it's much more accurate than a than a Garmin right. that's just working off GPS. So I always wear that. I think it's much more accurate. Um, but my the iPhones are getting bigger and it's bloody heavy. So um, I'm going to ditch that and I'm going to start. So and I'm going to get myself a nice watch, a proper watch that works, that doesn't drain battery after a five K. And uh, and uh, ditch the watch and ditch the phone. Yeah. So at the moment, I suppose my go-to piece of kit is my phone holder and my phone. that's yeah. a bit sad, isn't it?
0: <laughs> Do you have a favourite place to run? Just generally, if you're going out for a run, um, you know, just it could be somewhere local or somewhere you have yeah. a short drive to. Yeah, it's, it's it, again.
1: See, i the kind of, I get bored easily. Um, so, I don't tend to go around the same routes all the time because I get really bored. That's just a general thing, that's not even just a racing thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but during lockdown, um, I've been running much closer to home and I've found some... I, I didn't believe I had... I, I knew I had some decent runs around here but i found some great places around here. Um, um, so, I've been running through uh, Belgaunay, uh, Davila, um, Valleyfield and to Curis, around Preston Island, out to Cardon. Um, around the, the implantation, I even I found Carnac Woods, which I never even knew existed. Ah, recently. right,
0: that's
1: ah, a great wee spot, isn't it? Uh, that's a great wee spot behind got yeah. grot Although I did yeah. lose the path, I think the path's been the first time I got a bit lost. I think the path's been washed away, and I had to trapse through a stream
0: but never mind. oh ah, right. You can go so, up the side at the side of the field up through the that that way. Yeah,
1: right. Okay. I didn't know at the time, though. Um, and it was getting dark, and I was getting scared, um, so I just went through the stream. So, so um, yeah, there's tons of places around mm-hmm. here. And just and just I can get to the villa from my front door, which is great. So I can get to the villa and back home in about ten miles. Yeah. So that's probably that's probably my new go-to run. Is trying to get out into the get off the cycle path as soon as possible and mm-hmm. head off a sidetrack and see where I end up so yeah and that's why part of the reason we're doing Belgownie this weekend I think discovered Belgownie a couple of years ago and i pretty much every day during lockdown I was I was around Bell Um and I hope that everyone enjoys the race on 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 Sunday because I yeah. think it's a great it's a great spot
0: yeah, it is. It's, it's a great wee area to, to run around. Um, yeah, it's brilliant. we have uh we have a route that we that we've done here as a long run and it takes in a lot of where you're talking about. So starting yes. from from where we are and into Deep Plantation and out yeah. your way and uh, yeah, into Balgownie and into Davila and down to Kuros and yeah. you know back along again and yeah, yeah it's
1: it's, so, there's so many so many different places to go. Yeah, mm, yeah. It, it, from your doorstep, it's, just, it's amazing. It's just, great. it's just great. But I always take my trainers, no matter where I am and no matter where I go, I always find somewhere that's a great run. But in terms of my go-to run, and that would be it. Out, out yeah, and Valleyfield and Curis and um, yeah, yeah, nice and
0: close to home. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, do you do any cross training, or is it all about the running for you?
1: Well, do you know what? Again, it's something I've picked up in lockdown um, because I don't. I just I don't do anything else. mm
0: mm-hmm.
1: Um. So I started doing weights and planks and crunches and stuff like that and just to improve my core because that's one yeah. thing I definitely don't do as um, those kind of core exercises and I think that's really important so I've started doing it but I don't really do anything else I don't cycle I don't do cross trainers I don't do um, military fitness or classes in the gym or kickboxing or any of that stuff that other people do I've kind of thought about it but I just wouldn't get the time to be yeah, honest yeah and it really is that simple so mm-hmm. but I have started if the one thing I have started doing is improving my core I think that's quite important especially yeah. as you get older
0: Yes, you know? absolutely. And it's, uh, for the, yeah. especially for the um, likes of the hills as well, because you can actually, you know, if you're not used to doing the hills, you can actually feel it in your core the next day when you've been doing oh, a yeah, race or something. I know.
1: <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But I did try and do a bit of weights, but I just get bored with weights as well. Mm. It's not really for me. Um,
0: yeah.
1: But yeah, just, so, so no is the answer to your question. <laughs>
0: Briefly, but not majorly. You're not jo- joining BMF or anything, anything. Oh, yeah, well,
1: they were all in the they were all in the Glen tonight, lying Aye. in a puddle. I didn't really fancy that. No,
0: it. it doesn't appeal to me at all. You just don't know what's rolling. You know what's in the grass there, and nope. uh, no, no thanks. <laughs> nah, uh, we we did touch earlier on on the uh, on the best, um, and I've been asking, should it stay or should it go? Uh, what's your thoughts on
1: that? Well. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fire it back at you a little bit here. So, <laughs> what, what what do you mean? Should it stay or should it go? I can give you that. I can give you what I think you mean. So, right.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, um, in its existing format,
1: um, should it stay exactly as is? Do you want? Do you want a, a yes or no answer? Um, not,
0: not necessarily. <laughs> you can give me your your whole critique
1: on it. I I I th- I think it's an iconic vest in its current format. Um. I, when I did the London Marathon the first time and I wore the vest, I was uh, I, I shared a flat with the other runners, um, before the race and an Airbnb, and we chatting away and never really mentioned clubs, just you know just chatting about running, boring stuff, uh, and got rain, got ready in the morning, came down in the vest, and there was a couple of guys from Kent, I think they stayed in Maidenhead or something, mm-hmm. we knew about Carnegie Harriers, knew knew about the club, had heard of us, said we we're good runners, you, you guys are awesome. So not, I mean how we knew about that I don't know. Um I wore it at Paris as well, and people even they weren't even Scottish were coming up and saying Carnegie Harris, So it's such an iconic vest. Um on that, having said all that, I, I do think it needs to be updated a little bit. Um I just think it needs updated, is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, <laughs> we should just, be I, able to get
1: that. <laughs> and, <laughs> it just needs updated, that's all that's what i'm saying
0: yeah yeah Okay, dokie um okay if you were to give advice to somebody who was thinking about taking up running what would your advice to them be
1: go for it enjoy <laughs> it and um you'll get out of it what you put in and you'll never look back and that's my one regret that i didn't join sooner to be honest
0: yeah
1: um when i look at as I say, I think I'm fairly decent now, but I often wonder how good I could have been if I'd ran in my 20s and I was a member of a club in my 20s. When you look at some of the guys like James Adam and Alistair Gudgeon and, you know, they're in their early 20s, they're just mm-hmm. awesome. And yeah. I always wonder, could I have been like that if I'd ran mm-hmm. at that stage? Um, so don't don't put it off. Run, start running, don't put off joining a club. Go for it. Um, put as much into it as you want. The more you put in, the more you'll get out and you'll, you'll and never certainly regret it. That's for sure. Yeah,
0: um, yeah.
1: And I love what Parkrun are doing and Jog Scotland, just getting people interested. And it's good to see people even progressing from that into clubs and then becoming really good runners. I think that's what it's all about Mm -hmm. as well. Um, It's a a sport. It's friendly. It's easy to do. But there's a real competitive edge there if you want to, uh, if you want to do that as well. Um, Mm -hmm. So if anyone came to me and said, should I take up running? It's a no brainer for me. That's for sure. Yeah.
0: And of course, you'd point them in the direction of the
1: club, you know. Oh no, like quite, a, no, I wouldn't do that. That'd be stupid. <laughs> I know what goes on.
0: <laughs> oh well, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> of course, of course, of course. Of well, course. it depends what you want, right? Because obviously, we're pretty friendly well, bunch, right? So, I was thinking about this the other day as well. If you can, if I've got another minute, <laughs> yeah, yeah. How many people I've probably known in the club since I've been in it? I mean, you must know thousands. You know that I've, you know, we've got 125 members at the minute plus. You know members that have been members previously that have yeah. lapsed and I was thinking there's probably probably 99.5 percent I've got on really well with it's like having 200 new friends just overnight yeah. and then um, I think that's awesome um and you know everyone gets on really well because you've got something to talk about mm-hmm. and you've got something in common and I think that I think that's brilliant yeah Um I won't tell you who the ones were that I didn't get on with <laughs> because, because I don't want to get sued if it's on Spotify um, but, definitely most vast majority of people either currently in the club or have been through the club over the years and they're left have been have been brilliant Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think that's really important as well yeah getting getting those friendships and building up that that whole it's just like a whole different set of friends that you've got something in common with that that you can share good and bad times with and have pub quizzes and stuff like that I think it's brilliant
0: yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> great, great bunch of people to go through a lockdown with. <laughs>
1: exactly. You're going to run out of tape at this point. I
0: know, I time? think I am. Yeah. Going um, uh, it just goes into, I don't know, the, somewhere. the, somewhere. <laughs> the magical sky somewhere. I don't know where yeah, it all goes. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Alan, thank you very much for chatting to me. Really, Pleasure. really appreciate it. Um, and uh, hopefully
1: catch up with you soon. Absolutely, and thanks for doing this. I think it's, I think it's a great initiative. I don't know many of the clubs that are doing this. I think this is, this is brilliant. Um, it's, uh, yeah
0: i'm really enjoying it and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just expand on, on that a little bit because uh you know we're talking about lockdown again and yeah and and running with music and what have you and i was running with music but it was just annoying me um, yeah. and i couldn't I forward the tracks i wasn't wanting to listen to and so I, I listened to a couple of podcasts and i've just been hooked on them ever since yeah. and i love them so i thought hey why don't we have our own so Yep, yeah, absolutely. At.
1: Quite yeah. quite right. I think it's brilliant. Right, thanks, thanks for your off. time. Cheers.
0: Thanks a lot, Alan. Cheers. Cheers to Take care. See you. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.
0: Thanks again to Alan for being this week's special guest for the podcast. Um, I don't really have an awful lot to add, actually. After all that, I I know I usually like to do a a bit of final thoughts and I do give it a lot of thought and and I have given it a lot of thought. But to be honest, I've had an incredibly trying um, week and I'm just quite keen to get this out there um, because um i've been sitting on it for long enough um so really just take care everyone enjoy your running and um, thanks for listening cheers